Hello, beautiful people. Uh, what's up? What's really good with you? How have you been? What are you up to? Tweet me some answers. Um, hi, welcome. It's me, Whitney, as you can hear. I'm on my solo dolo in the stew today. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just me. I hope you still, you know, fucks with me when I'm alone, you know what I mean? Um, cause I know you guys really love it when we have guests on the show. Thank you to everyone that has listened to our last episode, which was episode eight, Fat Friends Forever with Cindy. And that was really dope. Um, really, really enjoyed doing that podcast and, you know, we'll definitely do another one as soon as I get back to Namibia in a month or so. So you will hear from her again. Um, me on the other hand, I'm I'm Gucci-ish, you know what I mean? Like the year is coming to an end, and part of that is like denial that it's done so soon. It's like where did this year fly? Part of it is you know, I don't know. It just feel weird. November has me feeling weird. TBH. I don't quite know what's happening with me, but you know, I'm out here. <laughs> I actually do know. I had a really big um, shift at work because we've done most of our like most hectic things already. It's finished. So it's gotten a lot quieter. And instead of using this time to just, you know, be okay and be at peace with peace, I'm freaking out about the the stillness, um, which is a really good trigger for more conversations with myself and more, you know, just introspection and, um, yeah. So it's been on my mind the last few days is my relationship with stillness, which used to, you know, be more consistent and used to be easier. Now I find it more difficult because, you know, when you work in a very fast-paced, high-pressure environment, stillness feels extremely foreign um, and almost unwelcome when you do get it, even though when you're busy, that's all you want. So it's in this, like, weird, limbo-ish space with regards to that. But, so that's just what's happening with me. Other than that, I'm good. Um... Yeah, and on today's podcast, we're going to answer listener letters. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, those are my sound effects. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the first. Let me just think. Yeah, it's the first uh show where we answer listener letters. I've been wanting, wanting. Wow, <laughs> I've been wanting to do it for a while, but um. Yeah, I just thought let the podcast grow, let it, you know, get more listeners and let people really fucks with my style or, or and just the style of the podcast or the format rather, and then let it organically happen. And now is that time. Um and I'm just really excited to be answering those questions. If you have any any questions to ask us, please feel free. I answer these um, anonymously and when we will have guests on the show again they will also be anonymous so unless you feel like yo you can put my name there my name is alice and i'll be like cool like alice said xyz but i don't want you to be afraid that if you ask a question you know whatever there's no such thing as a ridiculous question just ask us um it can go anything from like what is you know being plus size or um 
how do I deal with my boyfriend that ain't shit? Or, um, you know, I, I can't even think. It can just literally be anything. So don't don't be afraid. Please ask us. We'll, uh, uh, we'll see how today's show goes. But I'll answer it if I'm alone. Or um, when I'm with a guest, we'll answer it together, which was even more impactful because, you know what I mean? Yeah, more, more hands on deck. More shoulders to lean on. So we your shoulders to lean on. We ride it die for you. Boo come true, we got you. We have got you. We got y'all. Shout out to Insecure. Um, so if you want to send us a question, you send us a question. You can D. Uh, wow. Okay. Why did I say that twice? You can DM us uh, at the Plus Culture on Instagram, at the Plus Culture on Twitter. You can email us the Plus Cult. Um, the Plus Culture info at gmail dot com, um, or you can use curious cat which is great because it is completely anonymous like i will know who you are you know it's just extremely anonymous um and there our name is also at the plus culture so just holler us we want to talk to you we want to help you um even if you just have a comment to make whatever just holler so let's just get into it um with let me put you on and i've also expanded let me put you, i'm expanding let me put you on a little bit so it's not just like plus size and and um fat culture specifically but also just general shit you know because we live whole and full lives um yeah i just wanna yeah so i'm gonna talk i'm gonna start by just telling y'all you know let me put you on to what I'm listening to. So I'm listening right now to a really dope song um, by Skepta and Wizkid called Energy. And I swear I'm, this is going to be my summer jam. So you guys should definitely check that out. Skepta and Wizkid and it's called Energy. Um, and that's my, you know, like... What, what can I call it? It's my summer jam, but like that that one that's, you know, you've rolled all the windows down. It's it's like dusk outside. Um, you're just driving along the highway and it's just, okay, maybe just the open road rather because the highways in Joburg are real. Um, and you're just driving and it's just nice weather and you're just listening to that and you're just getting in the mood. So listen to that. And then another one that I discovered maybe last week it's called or the group is called lo-fi cafe um no i'm sorry <laughs> the group is called day fox and their song uh, their album or ep is called lo-fi cafe but the song that i'm listening to and loving is smoker's delight <sighs> that song just stirs shit in me man i don't even know so of course guys don't stress i'm gonna put the links up and you can just check those out but those are two very different songs for very different moods and i'm also you know thinking about creating a little playlist because the plus uh sorry fatty boom boom has always been um music integrated for like from the very first episode because i, I mean obviously love music and i love putting out my eclectic taste um that was like a weird flex but okay <laughs> but um so yeah music is a big part of why you know should it be popping over here so what, what the hell was i talking about 
Okay, I'm just going to move on from there. <laughs> so what am I watching? Yes, I'm watching stuff too. I, I mean, I love movies, series, you know. I'm just like a regular girl in that sense. But I also really do um, love things of the supernatural. Oh, oh, I am, if you don't know, I am a supernatural fan, as in the show Supernatural. I've been watching it. Yes, I know it's still on TV. That's season 14. Yes, I know. And yes, it stopped being great like a while ago. But I'm too loyal. I love the Winchester boys. Those are like, they feel like family. Um, the show, this, watching this show that's about supernatural stuff, about horror, about whatever, is brings me so much comfort. It's so bizarre. <laughs> but anyway, that's not who I'm talking about. That's not who I'm putting you on to. I just love shows like that, uh, depending on, you know, how it is. I just don't like things that are extremely gory, but stuff that are, you know, like kind of a mind fucking in most senses. Um, so what I'm watching now is Sabrina and it dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago and it is based on loosely based on, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch, um, and I feel like most of you will be familiar with that series, character, whatever. Uh, I have never consumed Sabrina the Teenage Witch in any form ever in my whole life. I just knew about it, but I've never been interested in it because it was just a white girl with a cat and they're witches and I don't know. And I was like, I. But Netflix have has completely redone the show and it is popping. I love it. There's... It's it's not like a hundred percent. Like there's some stuff I'm like Ugh, okay, I roll. Um, but I don't want to create spoilers because it's too early in the show's lifespan. So I'm gonna give it like a few months or whatever. And if I happen to have a guest on the show who also loves the show, best believe we're gonna be talking about it. But just as like a little highlight, it is a great show. It's based on Sabrina who has to choose between joining the witch world, which she was born into it. She's half witch, half human. Um, and she was born into this world and she has come to, she, it's a coming of age story, <laughs> but she's come to a point where she now needs to choose whether she's going to walk the path of the witch or walk the path of the mortal, which is just being a regular human. Um, and then it's just these two worlds and how they're colliding. And I find the themes very, interesting i find shows that expand upon um theological uh themes um i find those shows very interesting um not because i'm like really into blasphemy or whatever but just because i like to see how many different people interpret god and how people interpret the devil and and what i mean by that is like how they interpret it in like a fiction show i've always been interested in like that and how you know different people like have a take on it and so it was it's really interesting to see how sabrina and them how they interpret witcheries and how they interpret warlockeries and a warlock apparently is a, a male witch um which is bullshit she just have been called a witch too also you know <laughs> but anyway because a witch does not have to, yeah anyway i'm getting sidetracked so that's sabrina that's what i'm watching after Sabrina was done, because yes, of course I devoured it. Um, I'm currently watching some, um, what you might call it, I'm watching Supernatural because I'm catching up forever. And then I'm also into, yeah, just some of the comedies, sitcoms have come back, like Superstore, I really love that. Rel is a new sitcom, you should check that out. And then I'm also catching up on 
90s um, sitcoms. But all this stuff is happening whenever I find time. <laughs> um, cool. So that's those are my things for me. Then people I want to put you on to some great people in the plus size space. Um, Studla Chronicle. And I just obviously don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's SD. U-D-L-A, Studla, um, is what I <laughs> interpreted. And I did ask a friend, but she hasn't replied yet, and I couldn't wait too long. So it's Studla Chronicles. Um, and they are a group of six, I believe. I'm just trying to quickly go to... Um, they're a group between three to six. I've certainly seen more of them. Um, and they're just an amazing group who has done a lot of work in plus size and fat representation. They are on um, Twitter and they are on Instagram and they've got all the beautiful bodies out there um, and they're dancing and happy and they, I don't know if you know about the Coupe ch uh, Challenge and this Coupe Challenge was these four hot Frenchmen who were just dancing you know, doing it. And what uh, these ladies of Studla Chronicles did was they did their own coupe challenge. And of course, they faced a lot of backlash because people are just fat phobic trash. But, you know, just seeing them being like, yes, we here, honey, we here, and we're taking up space. And if you, like, it doesn't matter what you think. And it's just been great. They host events as well. They host um, pool parties and they host just nice parties from what I've seen. Um, I feel like they're accessible as people. Um, yeah, so I just want you guys to check them out. They're going to have a plus size pool party on 1 December and it's their third uh, pool party so far. So it's the third annual pool party and it's going to be, I don't know where. Hang on a second. I'm just like figuring it out quickly because I had the uh, flyer open and then I didn't. Um, it's going to be in Centurion and I really, really wanted to go, but I have a end of year event at the same day. So that is pretty sad for me. But if you wanted to go, please do go take some pics. I love the poster because it's just all these plus size babes. They're men too. Um, and men are welcome. So basically it's one December starts at 12. Um, there'll be an MC entrance fee is like 200. Uh, you can also bring a cooler box and you can WhatsApp them for tickets. So I will put their link in the description and you guys can check them out. Um, like I said, I really adore them. Um, they have a big following on tw Twitter and they have a big following on Instagram. Um, and one of these days I would love to host them on the podcast and just hear what they say because yeah, I just love their energy so, so much. So check them out. Then... The last person I want to put you on to is, yo, this girl is my new crush. Um, sorry, I'm typing. Uh, because again, somehow I, I clicked out of all the tabs that I had open for this. Um, so this is my new crush and I don't know how to breathe. Her name is Makeup by Isis on um, Twitter and also on Instagram. And she is fire. Like fire um you need to check her out like i don't even have words she's just a plus size makeup artist model and influencer she is like gorgeous first of all she is unapologetic she 
it takes the most beautiful pictures like i can't even deal um she just is beautiful man like i mean and it's it, her whole energy is like something i would love to just inspire me because <laughs> right now i'm like so um but when when i look at her pics when i look at just like how she be doing things i'm just like yes i need that energy in my life so follow her makeup by isis I'm going to put the description because Isis is spelled differently. It's uh, make up by and then Isis is I-C-E-S-S. Again. Oh, and we featured her on the Plus Cultures Instagram um, on Friday, uh, the 9th, I think, of November. Um, so check that out. She is amazing. She's beautiful. Obviously, makeup is one fleek. Her style is popping i love it because it's kind of it's it's baddie and also i don't know yeah she's a baddie she's a bad bad and i'd love it so check her out for any style inspo makeup inspo hair inspo because she does her hair in so many different ways and she looks amazing um and that's the end of let me put you on segment which i'm deciding to call dear fbb <laughs> isn't it cool it just rolls off the tongue i hope it grows it does it roll off the tongue oh my god i need to ask someone about this no i'm just kidding i love it um it's gonna be called dear fbb so dear fatty boom boom um and i've been calling it listener letters like for a while and this is honestly the fault of the read because it's my favorite podcast uh, besides this one obviously um then they call their segment listener letters. So because I've, I literally listen to them every single week, it's just so ingrained in my mind. But this will be called Dear FBB. And we have some questions today. And um, I want to try to answer them as succinctly as possible. I want to thank the people who sent questions. Like, y'all, thank you so much for trusting me enough to like send me questions to try to help you all out i want to put out a disclaimer to everyone that i'm not an expert in and anything in i'm just kidding i'm not an expert um i help as best that I, as i can with the information that i have available and where i can't help i will refer to somebody who can um or some sort of 
thing that can help. <laughs> I'll try my best. Um, so yeah, let's move on to the first question. Our first question comes from Julie. Um, I've also given Swedo names, Swedo Swed names, Swedo names. Yep, that thing. I've given fake names <laughs> to people as well because um they did not give me permission to use their real names um the first question goes hi whitney hello <laughs> it's from julie um i love love your style and i wish i could be that effortless um my question is actually really simple where do you shop and how do you shop so julie thank you for your question um guys i get this question a lot like i get it like a lot of times and i always never well always never i never feel satisfied with my answer because i just don't feel like it can be super comprehensive um but there'll be a time where i can really scope this out nicely on this ever coming website of ours the plus cultures website that i've been promising would be up for the whole year <laughs> <laughs> stick with me guys um but yeah i get this question quite a lot and i'm gonna answer you with what i know right what i have right now and you know i'm trying to be as succinct as possible um but i also had a really great twitter discussion recently that kind of covers that question um i'll try to link that thread as well uh, but someone was basically just asking where they you know could get affordable uh clothing for plus size people um and the that person um plus of another twitter person were talking about how difficult it is to find clothes and guys let me just start there it's just so difficult it is so tough to find clothes to wear to buy even when you have money the first hurdle you find in life is like oh i don't have enough money to do what i want and get as much as i want or the styles i want or whatever but what we have to deal with as plus size people is the fact that we also don't have clothes even when we do have money it's hard to find good clothes that are affordable and even if they're not affordable they have a good size that the size works and that are accessible to us we just don't have any of it there are some brands and some places that do have but there isn't you know something central where we know like oh god we're gonna walk in that store and we'll find you know x y and z whatever um but what i'm working on is a plus size um retailer resource list which is basically just a shopping resource list for yourself to go and find and i'm going to categorize them and you know just really give you guys a nice place where you can you that you can use as a reference for shopping for your sizes in south africa and namibia because that's what i know and then if i have any listeners in southern africa region um they can also holler like so if there's someone in botswana um lesotho swazi um angola like all the sadic the side of countries basically because they share a lot of the same department stores and da, 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 zambia too um so yeah any listeners from that side of the those side of the fences you guys just let me know as well but anyway beyond that wow taking so long to answer julie's question so julie <laughs> um being plus size basically means having to be exceptionally resourceful like to a fault even because all we really want to do is walk in a store and give our money and get nice clothes 
but we don't really have that option. We have to search 911 stores to get one thing. We know we can't just look in one section. We know that the sizing of the different stores is, are, is different. We know we just really shopping has become this like experience that's really largely negative for people of our size. We just don't have joy in shopping. I but I in particular specifically do find joy um in shopping. I guess not so much the process but just the joy of potentially finding um something amazing um and find like having a vision for what i want to look like or what i want my outfit to look like and then trying to track that down it is exhausting though it is like exhausting but it's something that i'm always up for and i know that's not true for everybody like i will go i will grab a couple of things i will try them on because uh, i don't have the budget where i can just grab some things buy it and then see if they fit at home i, I don't have that luxury um so for me personally it's the experience isn't as it's laborious in that it's like, oh, I'm exhausted because I basically have to spend all day looking for stuff. But at the same time, I find it very exciting. I find it very exciting to see a sale. I find it very exciting to put things together. Um, I just literally live, eat, breathe fashion. I, It's my next career move. But um, where I shop in particular, I... Basically, I think this year, not really this year, but last year, this year, between those two, um, some of my more investment pieces I got from Superella, which is a store in Melville, um, and it's owned by Ella Butler, and she's just also plus size and also just an amazing person. Um, I modeled for her show this year, and that was amazing. Um, and she has some really great utilitarian almost pieces, um, cotton basics that are super breathable, minimalist, they can be worn up, they can be worn down. It's just so seamless walking in there and you will most likely find something to wear. It's not as um affordable as like an H&M, I mean, as in like an, uh, a price or whatever. For example, one of my favorite cotton dresses is a thousand rand for the dress. Uh, but some of her tops are like 400, 600, um, the bottoms too. But again, she is really great so she really does help you she does um have a lot of sales as well where you can get up to 40 percent off um, and that's really me i love shopping when there's a sale so i really pay attention to sales because again finding affordable clothing is you know what i need to be doing so i pay attention when there are sales i feel more of a rush and excitement because like shopping to me that i need that rush i feel more of a rush when they're is the potential for a bargain um so that's why i do that so besides superella i've shopped at uh, h&m and um and really only H with h&m like it will surprise you they their prices are not um as high as you think it is but they're also high for random things and you're like ah, hell no i'm not buying that for that price um but you will find for instance like a good top for 130 rand or you will find like um yeah there, there's some basics that you can find at like a reasonable price but then there's stuff where you're just like what the hell why would this little thing cost me 500 rand so h&m is very weird with their pricing now that i really think of it um 
but again there's basics basics like uh, like a t-shirt will cost you like 130 to 170 which is similar pricing to what Foshini and then like i saw because i was recently looking for t-shirts um you know Foshini was 200 and so they are in you know reasonable when it comes to like t-shirts i think um I think I've seen, yeah, depending on what range they have, you can you can walk into H&M and try to find something to wear. But then there are some stuff where it's just like five, 500 rand or 400 rand for like a, you know, a skirt or, and I'm just like not about to do that. So there's some stuff that is like expensive. Um, So when I shop at H&M and they have these two sales, they have two annual sales. Um... And they're huge and there's like almost up to 75% off. And that's really the time to shop at H&M. Because that means their plus size section, which is a, an abomination for H&M, honestly. I'm upset because they've removed uh, the plus size section from a lot of their stores. And like now you can only... When I went to Cape Town uh, earlier in the year, there were no plus sizes. Um, and I was very disappointed. Um... But anyway, that's not the point. The store in Mall of Africa, if you're in Johannesburg, they do have plus this plus size section. But my God, I cannot tell you how boring it is in there. Oh my God. Woo. So anyway, it's a miracle I found anything in there. I shop when there are sales. I shop when I look for something specific. I have bought skirts in there. Um, I have bought t-shirts. I've bought, yeah. So I've bought some stuff in H&M for real. Like I, I can say that, um, bought t-shirts at cotton on. We all know how cotton on could not give less of a fuck about being size inclusive. You know, they apparently recently went up to XL where they've always just been L. So what I'm assuming XL is, is about a size 40, um, but yeah, they have a cool deal on t-shirts and they've got all these graphic tees and logo tees. If you go to my Instagram, at Witten you'll see that I have uh, two t-shirts on recent posts. Um, yeah, and those two I bought from H&M. Um, and then Mr. Price, of course. Now, Mr. Price is weird because uh, I've always loved Mr. Price so much. Like a lot of my wardrobe used to come from Mr. Price. They've been an OG for real, like since I was a teenager. They've, they've really been around for such a long time. But they've fallen off. They've become so huge and so mass market that it's just been super difficult to find good stuff. The quality also has become questionable of their stuff. When when it really honestly, I promise you, I've been shopping it for a long time. The quality didn't used to be like it is now. And then also just the sheer overwhelm when you walk into a Mr. Price. Like you need to be mentally ready, emotionally sorted to walk into a Mr. Price and be ready to shop because it's just too much to look at it's overwhelming and one you really want all the options but two you just don't want to be that overwhelmed and i tend to shop at the bigger stores um and that just becomes a mission so now across the board i shop anywhere i can if there's a sale i want to figure something out if it's in my budget to buy clothes that month sometimes it's not in my budget to buy clothes and i've you know chilled on that but what i do is i really look at the material what that fabric is i pick at it stretch it i try on i never 
just buy stuff and leave i try the stuff on for example i have clothes in my closet that are different sizing because sizing is really horrible guys in all the shops stopped shops <laughs> in all the shops sizing sucks so I have a size medium skirt. There's an H&M red skirt that's also on my Instagram. That skirt is a size medium. Now, had I just like literally walked away from it, I would have never... Literally, when I looked at the skirt, I was like, okay, there's not in my size. But then also, it's generally big. So, or it generally looks like it has um, a flow or a volume or it's A-line or it looks like it can sit on my body without like sucking it in and looking like whatever so there's i have a size medium h&m skirt and i even have a size medium dress from mango that i bought years ago i have you know um i know like at the on my bottom i'm at least a size like uk 26 24 26 28 depending on whatever store but and that's like a that means that's a european size 44 46 depending on the store um but then in h&m for instance i found a size 16 uk um skirt recently and that fit me so you know what i mean like you just have to be in the mindset to want to look you also have to know very specifically how much money you have to spend i'm sure you do and i think because we're overwhelmed by the fact that we have to do so much work when we shop as plus size women literally go everywhere to look there's very little online options available um that are in our budgets and just the sheer just lack of real options um we just have to completely be mentally ready to do this <laughs> i'm really talking to myself when i say that um we have to have a specific budget in mind I already said that and lastly we have to go with a goal in mind so if you look at your closet you need to regularly audit your closet you need to find ways to inspire yourself um i have a pinterest board for example i know cindy also has a pinterest board like you should also follow her on pinterest she has amazing pinterest boards that have like sections on sections um but yeah uh look at pinterest it's you know look at inspiration on instagram see what you want like if you decide like you know what when it's what's missing in my closet is a black skirt for this or whatever go with that specific goal in mind makes it easier to narrow down your options when you go shopping to say i have a thousand rand and i can only buy a skirt um I, and i need a black skirt and maybe a top and so yeah it just narrows your focus so i'm saying nothing new all I'm really validating is the amount of work that goes into shopping that I also look in many places, not just the stores I mentioned, but in many, many places for the fashion I want. I try it on. Um, I don't leave without trying it on. And online shopping is hard for me because, you know, it's difficult for sizes to become right. And because we have budgets to stick to, I can't take that risk. But when I have online shopped, it's been ASOS um, at the ASOS curve section. And I bought a lot of stuff there two years ago. Um, and that was great. Their sizing is pretty accurate. But the problem with the ASOS curve is you need to be able to get it into the country. So if you have coin to spend, ASOS curve would be a great place for you to spend money online shopping. So Julie, 
I just, yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question very well. Um, I, yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> I will speak about this again. I promise, Julie. So just take what, whatever I could dish out now. There might have been some very terribly useless advice. But that, that's all I will say for now is um, look everywhere. Look at the fabric. Look at the sizing. Go when you're mentally in the space to walk around a lot. Um, and oh, last piece of advice would be don't go with people unless it's another fat person or plus size person. Go, rather go alone because having your skinny friends is good and well, but they just don't get it. <laughs> and when you're shopping, you really need someone who's going to get it. And you don't need to be pitied in, through that experience. And trust me, just go alone. Go when you're mentally fit. Make sure you've eaten. And, you know, go with a specific goal in mind um, of what you want to achieve in your closet. Make sure you get inspired on Pinterest, on Instagram, save the looks you love and just slowly start building your appetite um, so that when you shop, you go with a specific goal in mind. Okay, moving on to the next question. This question comes from Lebo. Um, Lebo says, um, hey, wooden says. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the podcast around dating a lot. It, it was a conversation I needed to hear. I've recently been on some kind of lucky streak because I've been asked out on a few dates. Yes, you go, girl. Uh, some I've declined out of anxiety, but, just, uh, but also some I'm just not interested in, LOL. But there is one I said yes to recently. I've met this person once a year ago, never paid much attention to him. And as I've gotten to know him, I've grown to like him. So I'm nervous AF. But my problem is I know one of his best friends and follow him on social media. And he has said some fat phobic stuff. So I guess I'm worried this guy I'm going on a date with might also be like that, which makes me even more nervous. So how do I go about this without totally freaking out? Well, this is a dope question. Um, and I literally resonate with this. I want to say kudos to your bravery in dating and whatever energy you got, whatever energy you're putting out there is being well received. So yes, yeah, also give us some of that energy because it's such a struggle for us. Um, but yeah, you got good energy going. You your mojo is like on points, and I'm I'm just happy for you. So keep that going. Um, and this is a very interesting question. So as I just to repeat it, so I understand. Basically, you're nervous because you know you. It seems like you like this guy because you're nervous. <laughs> um but also that you're worried. Obviously, that you know he might be like his friend. Um. And I think just let me answer that in two parts. So number one is for the nervousness. There's not much you, I can say other than like breathe as much as you can breathe deeply. Uh, but also give yourself some beautiful pep talks. Don't try to project too much on how this date will go. And don't basically freak yourself out by overthinking it. Because that's what I tend to do. Um, don't overthink it. Don't you know, just rip it apart um, because it makes you more anxious. If you get that anxiety or that nervousness that come up, you basically just say to yourself that, you know, 
I'm fly. I am beautiful. I am enough. I am great. And I will go on this date and I will enjoy myself. At the very least, I will walk away with a new friend. And that's a line that has basically helped me out before when I've been nervous because I've been like dating has going on dates is so much pressure that you literally freak out because you're supposed to say the right thing say the right thing at the right time look sexy but also be cute but also be intellectual but also be like it's all this stuff and you just like literally your mind will just like freak you out so go there with the mindset of you know let's see if this is someone i can make a connection with whether that connection becomes friendly or becomes romantic it's to be seen it's not a given which is also great because it takes the pressure off for you and hopefully with this guy it can also just set the base that you're not there to audition for whether you're going to be the best girlfriend ever or whether you're going to be like anything. You're just there to go and have dinner. I don't know what your date plans are, but you're just there to go enjoy yourself, you know. Um, make sure that you are safe when you go on this date. I know you said you've met this person and you know them. But yeah, make sure you go to a public space um, or do something fun if you're into that. Um, or keep it chill, you know, if it's going on a nighttime date, somehow to me feels like a lot more pressure. So instead of a nighttime date, go on a daytime date, go to the market, like a uh, four ways market or neighborhoods market. If you're in Johannesburg or something similar, or go to, yeah, have a nice brunch date. You know what I mean? Get a, um, rockets Lolita in Brunst. <laughs> You know, somewhere cool and just like have sips and da da da. Because when it's in the daytime for that first date, you're basically just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm checking you out and I'm I'm just gonna keep this chill and let's see where it goes." And you'll know if you want to spend more time with that person. Whereas nighttime dates tend to just, I don't know. That's just me though. That's personally what I think. Um, then I would say. Um, you know, get get yourself an outfit where you will feel sexy, but whatever sexy means, you don't have to be sexy even. But get yourself an outfit where you feel you look amazing, um, but you're also going to be comfortable. Don't be uncomfortable on this date because you'll spend all night fidgeting and pulling at things and not breathing if you're in tight spanks or whatever. So be comfortable, but be cute, but be sexy. I know that's a lot to ask for, but I know you have an outfit that is um that can strike a balance between all those holler at me if you want some suggestions um but yeah just be comfortable at the very least so that you're not sitting there you know unable to breathe because you're in an outfit that's uncomfortable um and then lastly really spend time talking to yourself and making sure you understand like girl you fire you got all these people knocking at your door Trying to be like, hey, can I highlight you, sis? <laughs> you got all these people like trying to be with you. You know what I mean? And you just saying no to this one, yes to this one, whatever. So you're there to have fun. And perhaps the fun will lead to a really dope friendship or whatever. And you're under no pressure to make sure that off of this first date, you suddenly have a boyfriend or you suddenly whatever. You're just there to just have a good time um and just be you you don't need to be more you don't need to be different don't read all these blogs about what women should do and what women shouldn't do be authentically you you know what i mean and if that scares the person then they're not meant to be there in the first place and then with regards to his friend now i know this is a difficult one 
suss him out to see, you know, because even if someone asks out a fat person on a date or whatever, it doesn't mean they're completely not fat phobic. But I understand why this would be super concerning. Right now, it's too early to judge him based off his, the behavior of his friends. But at the same time, we know how men are. Um, and sometimes birds of a feather with men, they really do flock together. So I would say suss him out. I would say if you make your politics pretty apparent um, from the get-go. So that he knows that this is just not something that you, um, that is a you know, how do I say, this is a non-negotiable to you. And I'm not saying sit there and be like, so I know your friend is fat phobic because he said that, 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 and I don't fuck with that. Just, you know, make it clear that your humanity is not up for debate. The fact that you deserve respect is not up uh, for debate. Um, and I would say if you, if this progresses into a more of a friendship or more of a romantic thing, or if it progresses into a relationship, if you come into contact with said friend and he makes such remarks, um, that you make it clear that that's just not something you would stand for. Either, uh, and you will see whether your man will agree with his friend, agree with you, whatever. But again, your humanity is not up for debate. It's a non-negotiable. The fact that you deserve respect is a non-negotiable. And you don't have to be in spaces where people don't respect you or your body. Um, so if they're making fat jokes or if they're making harmful remarks you have every right to say like that's fucked up and i don't agree with that and you're a horrible person or whatever okay don't say the don't say it like that but basically find a way to to express your displeasure if you come into contact with this person um because it's important to also teach people how to treat you um i don't you know want you to keep being in a situation because again if it's one of his best friends you know he's going to be hanging around with that person a lot um so that's what I would say. Start out just with the day. See whether you even like this guy enough to see him again. And if you manage to see him again and it's with his friend or whatever, you take it by case by case basis. But you also don't need to be a wallflower if this person, you know, decides to become problematic. Um, and if this topic comes up between you and your this person who you'll go on a date with um you can also just say like oh i know so and so and i've seen that they've made some fat phobic remarks and that and, and you can see if he says oh no yeah no i know he's like that or whatever or he's like yeah that's some bullshit or whatever you will just see because a lot of these situations that crop up teaches us the character of the person you're dealing with and sometimes, yeah, it's just enough for us to see. But don't put all that pressure on yet. Just go see if you're going to enjoy this person, enjoy the date. And yeah, and, and yeah, go do you. Thank you for your question, Lebel. I'm moving on to the next one and the last one. question um from miss n so 
because Anne did not give me permission to use her name yet. <laughs> so I'm gonna use that as her, you know, misnomer or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that word is called, but anyway, she goes, hi, my question is twofold, I guess, but first for some context. 2018 has been such a long thing, exclamation mark. Can't say I'm sad to see her go. I feel like I spent this year in such a haze. Oh, in a haze, I was going through what I now realize in hindsight was a bout of highly functioning depression in between moments of utter despair where I wanted to die. I was still getting up in the morning, going to work and getting things done like I was expected to. More importantly, like I expected myself to. Oh, girl, I feel that so much. Um, in the process, however, I completely lost myself. I stopped planning, dreaming and feeling. Girl. Oh my god, I resonate. I put a large amount of on a large amount of weight and my drinking increased exponentially. Now the first part of my question is what's the key to a body positive image? Now that I'm in this new body, I want to make peace with it. I want to stop tearing it apart and punishing it. But how? And secondly, as I mentioned, I lost all enthusiasm for my life this year. But now that I feel more like my old self again, I feel like I can't remember what it was like to dream plan, hope, and be enthusiastic about the future. I can't remember how to enjoy things anymore. How do I even start allowing myself to? I know this is, that this is lengthy. Don't worry, girl. I tr but I truly appreciate you reading it and giving me permission to voice these thoughts to someone else. Girl, writing this has provided me with some form of catharsis, and for that, I say thank you. Um, and side note, I've been following you for a while, and I find you and Cindy both inspirational. <laughs> thank you miss n for a really dope question or questions and uh, dope because it's you've given such great context but also because i mean i really resonated with this and this particular theme has been on my mind right the fuck now also and i'm gonna do my best to just express to you like how you know i go about it but i first of all just want to say that all your feelings are valid um i completely understand what it means to feel like this i myself battle with high functioning depression like and anxiety i battle with depression anxiety every day and i'm um a driven person just like you um ambitious like you and I have just so much that I want to do, so much impact that I want to make on the world. I have a job that's demanding. I have a family life that, you know, needs me to be present. I have friends that need me to. I have also all these things that I need to do. And it's just so hard sometimes to be able to get to everything because you're expected to be an adult and make money. Um, so you can actually survive day to day. And then again, like I said, you're also expected to give some of yourself to the people in your life. So I really just get it. And I also understand how isolating it can be to feel this way. Um, because at some point it just gets so dark that you don't know that anyone will ever understand. At some point you just feel like in so much pain and pain that you can't verbalize, pain that you can't physically see um that you don't you you just don't know how to explain that to somebody else and a, a lot of the times the people in your life don't understand depression and they don't understand mental health in like any sort of concept basically and or they just don't believe that it's real 
They don't believe that it affects you like it affects you. They don't believe, they don't think or even get how debilitating it can be. Um, and it's just really hard to also deal with that. People who don't understand or if you're someone that turns inward, you don't understand how to process all these feelings. Um, and I want to say to you that I understand that you've put on weight um, and I understand that your coping mechanism, um, specifically, which was drinking, you know, was also there. And I don't want to, um, what I'm about to say might sound a little strange, but our bodies are there to protect us. I mean, they house us, they house our souls, our everything inside. And um, sometimes when we're going through a lot, whether it's processing traumas, processing how life currently is and it's impacting us our bodies take on the brunt of that and feels like biologically like your body actually feels what you're going through and finds as many ways to sort of protect you as it can um so a lot of the times and this is stuff i've discussed myself in therapy as well a lot of the times I've had to move away from like hating the fact that, oh my God, like I picked up weight and this and this and like really also hating my body because it felt like, why are you betraying me? Like I'm going through so much and now I must also deal with like, you know, more on my body or whatever. But um, what she said was your body was actually helping you because it was protecting you. That's its function. When it senses distress, when it senses an imbalance, it is there to help balance it out. Um, whereas a lot of the times when we pick up weight, people just, the wording around it and the way it's treated is sort of like, it was a, it's a cause and effect. Like you, you ate more and so you picked up weight or you this, this, and so you did, did, did. But you know, when you're going through something and depression is a chemical imbalance, guys. Depression isn't just this, it isn't just a completely feelings-based thing which is also valid in and of itself if that's what was all it was but depression um, is also a chemical imbalance your dopamine levels cortisol levels and your serotonin levels those all come into play when you start talking about depression and they fluctuate on varying degrees like um, I know for example me my dopamine levels become extremely low or are extremely low for years and that is why my depression medication is why my stuff has to be tailored specifically to me because it has to treat also the fact that my dopamine is low which means i take very i have find very little pleasure in doing things um whereas for somebody else the serotonin might be high or might be low or whatever um i don't want to speak doctor because i'm not like qualified <laughs> to speak doctor in terms of those but there are chemical imbalances in your brain um that impact on how you experience depression or that cause depression whatever so what your body then does is compensate for the imbalances in your brain and what your body then does is either slow down with your metabolism or it's the same thing in diet culture that we've been taught um about oh if you starve yourself you're going to pick up more weight because your body thinks that you're going through a lot so that every morsel that it gets, it wants to keep um, so that you can, you know, becoming fatter is like sort of like, you know, saving for the winter or something, something weird like that. That's what diet culture has taught us. Now, I don't know if there's any scientific base for that in particular, but just if we look at that ideology, that 
concept as a whole um it's similar to that whereas your body is compensating for whatever's happening in your mind your brain is very much part of that your heart is very much part of that um so your feelings do impact on how you experience your body physically um and i think why i say this is just so that you can have a more kinder approach which is why it's how i'm answering basically your first question about body positive image when you have a more kinder approach to the function of your body it's easier for you to sort of be more positive about your body image when you realize that your body isn't just there to, you know, betray you, quote unquote, because this is something I felt or heard. Uh, when you realize, you know, you're not just being up weight because you're just this person who's out of control with her eating and you're just eating everything in sight or you're just da 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 you know, because that's what people tell us and that's how the media and that's how the world works to make us feel so shit about what's happening with our bodies um, that we need to feel so bad about picking up weight. We don't need to moralize weight gain. We don't need to moralize weight loss. We don't need to celebrate weight loss like it's you know, like um, this girl, her name is Mermaid Queen Jude on Twitter. She said people use weight loss as some sort of personality trait. But we don't need to do that because this is our bodies, guys. They change. They, they, they become bigger and they become smaller. But the minute we attach that self, that worth into it and make this a moral obligation to be one or the other, it just becomes this hotbed of like self-esteem issues and this world that others us and us being insensitive to other people and not being inclusive but beyond that that i would say is when you realize that your body's function is there to help you along and that sometimes sickness also um, is your body's way of responding to whatever's happening in your life or I mean, it can be hereditary or whatever, but your body's function is so, it's a physiological, biological response to whatever is happening. And that you can just look at it and be like, huh, so I picked up weight because this might be a reason my body, you know, coded things or whatever, and not because I am some sort of blah, blah, blah. Um, once you do that, it becomes easier to say like, okay, cool, that's my body's response. I respect that. Um, and now I can sort of figure out how I'm going to move to my next, you know, let's just start with kindness. Um, I think that's the main answer for creating a more body positive, uh, image is kindness. And it's so hard to do because if you're an ambitious person, like I know you are, it is very difficult to be kind to yourself on a consistent basis because sometimes it feels fake. It sometimes feels fake to be like when you know you're feeling like, oh, why the fuck did you do that, man? Uh, you just, you feel like when you punish yourself, it helps you be more motivated to not do the thing again the next time. And sometimes punishing our ourselves creates, not even sometimes, punishing ourselves and being in a punitive relationship with ourselves, with our bodies or whatever, um, is a hotbed for shame and guilt. And what shame and guilt do is become a vicious cycle um, that keeps us in a negative space. So being kinder to yourself on a conscious, intentional, consistent basis is the first point to cultivating a body positive image. To say, 
at whatever weight, at whatever size I am. I will accept myself. I'll uh, be kind to myself. And I will strive to love myself, whichever size I am, whichever weight I am, whichever version of me I am now. Um, because it's not easy to say, hey, you must have more self-love, girl. It's not easy because self-love is really a long winding journey, hey? It fluctuates. And But what I think you could do is strive for body neutrality in which you come to a space where you don't hate your body, but you might not necessarily excessively love your body at the moment, but you're just okay with your body. Like, I'm okay. That's my body and that's what my body do. I don't have to be like so smittingly in love with my body um, to, you know, be in a more positive space. I just need to also be neutral. So striving for body neutrality is also like can be a start in and in, in your journey to really going to body love. Um, but yeah, it starts with being kind to yourself, watching what you say to yourself, your negative self-talk, watching how you talk about your body watching what you consume about your body meaning the media you watch the people in your life that talk about their bodies in negative ways excessively the way people have a big problem with just the word fat or calling themselves fat just and i would encourage you to listen to our earlier episodes if you have not because i do discuss that a lot but just being kind to yourself, being aware of when you are being very hard on yourself, when you are being very hard on your body. And I think it's very brave of you. And I think it's really awesome that you just want to make peace with where your body is um, and focus on how you feel and focus on dealing with your depression and focus on dealing with becoming the ambitious and dreaming and da -da -da person that you are um, and versus putting all this energy into thinking and you know into your body which can just be something that um how must i say not fluctuates but it's just something that's just not a given um so yeah i don't know if that makes sense but that's what i would say mostly is really be kind to yourself really don't take part in don't be in spaces where you you know have an where you are forced to be negative towards your body don't entertain conversations where people are negative keep listening to this podcast um keep listening to other podcasts as well um because there are many people like you who are dealing with that and who are trying to understand their bodies which i think is really brave um and keep following other plus size babes and fat babes like that's also a really big portion of cultivating a good body image is when you feel more see more people that look like you um whether they're the same skin color and the same body size or similar and you can just see like wow this person is like the same size as me and they're just like living their life look at their fashion or look at what they've accomplished or whatever and you can see that you know there are people literally who look like me and they're just living their life and they're fine and that i can get there too with regards to how i see my body um so punish from 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 that perspective the fact that you're willing to stop punishing yourself and the fact that you're willing to stop this negative self-talk and tearing your body apart is already a big plus and I commend you so much for that. So really tap yourself on the shoulder for that. You don't know how many people are even willing to do that. Then I would say again, 
watch what you say to yourself when you catch yourself being extremely negative to yourself ask yourself would this be something that i would say to a friend about her body and if it's not then you know exactly most of the time you'll know it's not so try to interrupt that negative self-talk then i would say follow some people that look like you that you feel like will present you and just see how they just go about their business um, and keep yeah forming part of the conversation so you can just see that there is more to life than just your body um, but the road to body acceptance is a long road um, and it fluctuates you know what I mean and then in terms of the second part of your question where you basically say you know you're feeling like you're own old self and yeah you stopped remembering how to dream and plan and be enthusiastic about the future you have literally no idea how this <laughs> you have no idea how this resonates with me if we ever um meet you know please tell me hey this is me this is miss n so that i can just be able to have this conversation with you um also because there's so much i would like to share but i don't have all that time but I really resonate with this. It's really difficult to deal with your traumas, personally speaking. To deal with your traumas, um, I've personally gone through a lot of stuff in the last couple of years. And now that I've survived that, now that I've survived my loss, and now that, I've, now that I'm in a safe um, sort of place in my life where, you know, things are normal, it's just like, cool, now that I'm not dealing with survival, what now? But it becomes hard to dream. It becomes hard to plan or be enthusiastic or hope because you're scared of failing. You're scared of succeeding and what that means. You're also scared because when you're dealing with depression, a lot of stuff feels like, what is the fucking point? Like, what's the point? So... It makes it harder to dream, it makes it harder to hope because it's like, why? When I know that things will turn out this way or when I know from my experience that when I did try to do that, it turned out that way or da-da-da. So it all becomes this like, why bother when I know that certain things that I've wanted, dreamed, planned or been enthusiastic about didn't work out for me. And that's just telling yourself one version of a story. Um, things might not have worked out the way you wanted them because it was just part of your, your life story and the moment that you had. But you have to sort of reconcile with yourself what failure means to you and what success means to you. You then have to re record, uh, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you then also have to um, yeah, you have to understand what failure means to you, what success means to you. You have to understand um, that because it was true before doesn't mean it will be true again. And you basically just have to walk without knowing what will happen. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to say because I don't exactly know specific circumstances, but that leap of faith, that walk in faith is a daily activity. It's not just like, a, oh, yes, now my hope is back and it's all happened in one foul swoop and boom, I can dream again and plan again and be enthusiastic again. Those things, especially when you have depression, they happen on an ongoing scale. One day you might feel extremely inspired, extremely motivated, extremely ready to like love life and do the most. And then literally two days later, you're just like, oh, my God, fuck everything. I'm not interested. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it is a once you understand 
that it's a fluctuating thing that dreaming planning hoping being enthusiastic it's something you strive for on a daily basis not something that happens all at once and when you do have energy all you can do is try that's all you can do all you can do is try your best if you become if you slowly and surely without overwhelming yourself become clearer on what the future might mean for you then or what the future looks like for you if you you know whatever had no obstacles what would the future look like then from there you can work out the smaller steps it would take to you know be part of that future or whatever and from there you can work out the micro micro steps you have to take on a daily basis so what i'm trying to basically say is you need to yeah figure out what does that future what does it mean like what is the meaning behind it and what can i give on a daily basis sometimes you can't give on a daily basis sometimes you can give once a week once every two weeks once a month and that's okay dude like you don't have to force yourself um to you know be in a specific mood every single day you know what i'm saying um so yeah to to sort of encapsulate what i was just saying not to lose the point but um being enthusiastic about life dreaming planning and hoping is fluctuating um and it's something you have to work on every day you have to define what success means to you because the whatever it is you want to achieve success means something to you and failure means something to you you might have had success before and and you might have had failures before and based on those two things it has impacted now how you dream plan hope etc because you might be afraid or because your depression because you have a chemical imbalance now that you're dealing with it doesn't feel worth it to even put in that energy because again depression becomes irrational and it's just like why do that even when i can't even wake up sometimes or i can't even move um so i would say define as much as you can whenever you can which is also another thing don't put a timeline to this just don't just don't put a timeline don't put a timeline to this let things just happen but define start thinking about what success means start thinking about what failure means and think about um what your future means just think about them don't sit with you don't even have if you don't have energy you don't have to sit with a notebook but one of the days when you're lying in bed just ponder one of these things and be brave enough to ask yourself those questions and see where they might lead you um and sometimes all you can do is give the energy to think about it and maybe the next day you have the energy to write it down then maybe the next day you have the energy to you know plan it maybe the next day you have the energy to do research and so forth and so forth so you take it micro step by micro step every single day and you just try one thing at a time and you put one foot forward at a time and you don't allow other pressures you just deal with you um and slowly but surely your appetite will grow but if you give yourself the permission to explore it without any pressure because sometimes when you're ambitious just thinking about a dream or a future or whatever you suddenly feel like you need to jump into action right now it will fade away sometimes you just need to think about it 
um i don't know if that answers your question very well but i would say um take it day by day see what you do enjoy um because i i also just yeah I'm, part of your question was also you know this how to enjoy things is yeah fluctuates because you're because you're in a different space mentally speaking you might not enjoy the same things you used to enjoy anymore your processes might be different now again so making a simple example you might not like writing stuff down now when it's previously you know to make things real you had to write them down or you might not enjoy um you know going out anymore <laughs> or whatever it is um but right now, be very kind to yourself. Take things very slow. Don't be in a rush to be 100% okay immediately. Um, and just for now, think about those couple of things. And I think I have an exercise for you that might assist. Um, that might assist you, which is basically... Um, for five, set your timer for five minutes. Um, yeah, set your timer for five minutes. Then answer the following question. And But again, stick to the five minutes because it helps you just to focus on that. Um, question number one. So question one. I already said that, but yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to wake up tomorrow morning in your ideal life and you, literally there are no limitations if you were to wake up tomorrow morning in your ideal life what does your day look like what does your day look like where are you waking up um who's there what are you eating like really get down to the specifics what are you eating? What are you enjoying? Um, where are you driving? Where do you work? Where do you... Whatever. Like, just put down your ideal day sometime in the future. Um, what does your ideal day look like? Who is there with you sharing in that? Like, you're basically dreaming for five minutes. Um, how do you feel when you wake up? Um, what emotions do you want to feel when you wake up on your ideal day? Um, how do you feel in, you know, during the day and where do you feel ambitious or where do you feel energized and how do you end your day? Who do you end your day with or do you end your day alone? What did you plan? Blah, blah, blah. So just take just five minutes and just write out what that ideal day looks like any time in the future with no limitations at all, no obstacles, like don't even think about any problems you have, just your ideal day. Allow yourself to dream that. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> take, just do that exercise for now, um, but and focus really on how you want to feel um and what makes you excited about that and that might help you sort of navigate the rest of your thinking space okay so um and then i just have one last thing to say you said uh you appreciate you know us reading me reading it and giving me permission to voice these thoughts girl you i didn't give you any permission okay you gave yourself the permission um so keep giving yourself the permission to feel um, to dream, 
um, to try. And that's the thing with depression specifically and, and body image and all these things. If you just have the willingness to try to make it better and try in the smallest ways you can, whatever you can do, like that's a start. That's all you can do. You just try your best every day. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for everyone for sending questions. I really enjoyed answering them so much. Please feel free to send me more um, of your questions. Comment um, to let me know how you felt about the episode or if you resonated with what some of the listeners have asked if you have recommendations for some of the things they've asked or if there's a way you feel like you know you want you could be it could be handled whatever situation was there um so yeah feel free to comment um on that on on twitter or on on instagram because we'll post this on twitter we'll post it on instagram um and of course you know on the various sites so feel free i think soundcloud is the better one where you can pop in a comment and then yeah it will be pretty dope if you guys comment um also if you're an apple um podcast please rate us please 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 rate us um on apple Podcasts. leave us a review if you can but do rate us that would be really really awesome um the word of the day is toffee so if you've made it to the end of the podcast that is the word that you should tweet us um it's toffee i really do enjoy this part <laughs> thanks again everyone thank you so much um we will have a guest for the next episode but i appreciate each and every single one of you i enjoy this podcast so much um i'm just yeah i'm just happy and i'm grateful for every one of you that's listening and yeah be kind to yourself um you got this okay Love you, bye. Know when it's easy, but you're working out here. They need you. Know when it's easy, I'm so up to your love, girl. I really need it. Recognition, I'm impatient. Know I'm really season, but you're racing. Beauty unexplained. Yes, your greatness. I believe we gon' make it.
Oh, 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 oh,